Money Business Report on Money FM, your business talk radio station. Think business. Welcome to this weekly edition of the Money Business Report. My name is Beth Jerry. A look at some of the stories making headlines this week. Effective debt management. Decrease in inflation, basic and nutritional needs basket for June. Aqua Couch's potential to improve food security. And now, the details. Date stifles credit to the private sector, which is the main engine of growth and job creation. Weak debt management systems, combined with important debt transparency issues and adverse negative shocks, among others, explain mainly the rapid accumulation of public debt in the sub-Saharan Africa. Kasongo Nyakaula has more in this report. Debt sustainability in Africa has emerged as a key concern among policymakers and development finance institutions, DFIs. Currently, 19 out of 54 countries in Africa exceed the 60% debt-to-gross domestic product GDP threshold prescribed by the Africa Monetary Corporation Program, AMCP, and 24 countries have surpassed the 55% debt-to-GDP ratio suggested by the International Monetary Fund. Countries are titling towards non-consensual and domestic debt with high interest rates. Government's ease of access and control over domestic debt market is leading to excessive public debt accumulation and microeconomic instability. Aside from high interest rates and debt servicing burden, excessive domestic debt also stiffens credit to private sector, which is the main engine of growth and job creation. Weak debt management systems combined with important debt transparency issues, weak microphysical management, greater reliance on pricier and riskier source of financing and adverse negative shocks explain mainly the rapid accumulation of public debt in sub-Saharan countries such as Zambia. As a consequence, debt vulnerability has increased. As of August 31, 2019, 18 low-income countries in the region were in debt distress or in high risk of debt distress under the Joint World Bank International Monetary Fund Debt Sustainability Framework. This number is high and has increased by 50% since 2010. Also, there has been a shift in composition of public debt, highlighting new vulnerabilities. In particular, the share of foreign currency domination debt has increased over the years, exposing some sub-Saharan countries to risk of sudden stop of capital inflows generally observed in emerging market economies. Because of this, the Consumer Unity Trust Society, CATS, has observed the need for Zambia's current legal framework to be considered for public debt management as the country grapples with ways to address Zambia's growing debt burden. Organization Programs Officer Kangwa Muyunda tells Money FM News that while Zambia faces numerous development challenges that require financing, there is currently no legislation that mandates strategic planning through debt sustainability analysis, DSAs, and medium-term debt strategies, MTDS, to avoid unplanned debt management. Mrs. Muyunda notes that the lack of publication of these two documents has been one of the contributors to Zambia's high level of external debt 
market, which currently stands at 11.3 billion US dollars and domestic debt at 8 billion kwacha. She further says that it is imperative that debt sustainability analysis be part of the overall debt management framework in order to help access the sustainability of debt. As the country grapples with ways to address Zambia's growing debt burden, one key issue that needs to be considered is Zambia's current legal framework for public debt management. While Zambia faces numerous development challenges that require financing, there is currently no legislation that mandates strategic planning through debt sustainability analyses and medium-term debt strategies to avoid unplanned debt management. The lack of publication of these two documents has been one of the contributors to Zambia's high level of external debt, which currently stands at 11.3 billion US dollars and domestic debt at 80 billion quarter. It is imperative that debt sustainability analyses be a part of the overall debt management framework in order to help assess the sustainability of debt. An economist has argued that the only way external funders will invest into the country is if there is prudent management of debt and resources, as it is as it is a key performance indicator. Speaking in an interview with Money FM News, Mambo Piri explains that the current debt levels of the country have accumulated over a short period of time, which causes a serious threat to any foreign investment or debt bailout from international donor agencies such as the International Monetary Fund. Mr. Piri has since called on government to come up with strategies that ensure the current liability rates are reduced to sustainable levels in order to have an operational developing economy. And to achieve our economic growth, we need to ensure that uh, we manage our debt and restructure it properly so that uh, even if we want to get some uh, bailout package from the IMF, there is need for us to ensure that uh, there is prudence uh, management of our resources and debt management is one of the key performance indicators. Despite the debt crisis being in existence, if government maintains and promotes prudent microeconomic principles to curb and closely manage rising debt servicing costs by generally achieving sound economic fundamentals that is a stable exchange rate and low inflation. It is critical in curbing rising debt servicing costs, especially if it wishes to draw a domestic debt market and at the same time prioritize capital expenditure in productive sectors while carefully keeping recurrent expenditure in check. Money Business Reports on Money FM, your business talk radio station. Think Business. The month of June recorded a decrease in inflation as announced by the Zambia Statistics Agency and the Basic Needs and Nutritional Basket by the Jesuit Center for Theological Reflection. The inflation rate reduced by 0.7 percentage points from the month of May, whereas the BNNB reduced by 134 kwacha 8 ngwe from the May basket. More in this report. The month of June saw a slight fall in food prices as indicated by the inflation rate and the basic needs food basket. Zambia Statistics Agency Interim Statistician General Mlenga Musepa announced the slowdown in the annual rate of inflation to 15.9% for the month of June from 16.6% in May 2020 is mainly attributed to price decreases in food items. Mr. Msepa pointed out that food inflation decreased to 16. 3% from 17.5% recorded in the first year. He however says non-food inflation for the month remains
remained unchanged at 15.5%. Inflation during the month under review slowed down to 15.9% from 16.6% reported in May. The slowdown was mainly on account of the fall in most of the food prices. We had food inflation decreasing to 16.3% from 17.5%. And um, the decline in food inflation was largely explained by uh, the fall or slowdown in price increases of mass products and uh, fish products. Basically, we, we recorded a moderation in um, price increases for roller meal and uh, dried brims, uh, carpenters, and um, both fresh and uh, dried carpenter. On the other side, non-food inflation remained unchanged at 15.5%. Nevertheless, an economist says the decrease in the inflation rate at 15.9% is still not favorable for the economy. Noah Kabwita tells Man FM News in an interview that according to the state of the economy, the inflation rate is supposed to be operating in the range of 8% digit. Mr. Kabwita says the rate of inflation has reduced as a result of less activities happening and the harvest season that is at play. He says the current rate implies that the prices of goods and services have gone beyond the ability of a person who has a single source of income such as a salary. The inflation rate has reduced because there isn't a lot of activities that are happening. There isn't much that is going on basically. You know, that's why even you know the issue of farm produce that has come on board around this time every year you find that the inflation rate tends to kind of go up but currently it has gone down so which means its impact has hasn't been so much. It means the economy is still in because of the COVID. So that's why we are seeing this trend you know, going down. But all in all, where we are at now is not where we are supposed to be. Because the target has been a single digit rate, 8% for that matter. That is what, according to the state of our economy, that's where we are supposed to be operating. Proper inflation must be below 8%. But going to 15, 15%, it means the price of goods and services has just gone beyond the ability of a person who has got just a single source of income like those that are in salary situation. Furthermore, the Consumer Unit and Trust Society, CARTS, says despite the reduction in the inflation rate, the reduction is marginal compared to the increase the country has witnessed in the recent past. Society Executive Director Chenai Mukumba says the organization has observed that since the beginning of the year, consumers have been burdened by the increase in cost of living that has left particularly low-income consumers more vulnerable. Ms. Mukumba says earlier this year, however, the Bank of Zambia, BOZ, noted that the country would see a decrease in inflation due to the country's expected increase in agricultural output, which has thus contributed to the drop in inflation. She further says it is imperative that the government of Zambia, through the central bank and the Ministry of Finance, continue to put in place measures to cushion and support particularly low-income consumers. While CUTS welcomes the decrease in the country's inflation rate for the first time this year, this drop remains marginal compared to the increase in inflation that we have seen over the past few months. Since the beginning of the year, consumers have been burdened by the increase in the cost of living that has left particularly low-income consumers more vulnerable. In spite of this decrease in inflation, we urge the government of Zambia through the Central Bank as well as the Ministry of Finance to 
continue to put in place measures to cushion and support particularly low-income consumers. The impact of the COVID-19 pandemic remains largely unknown. However, over the past few months, due to business closures and slowdown in economic growth, we have seen a significant number of people lose their jobs as well as sources of livelihoods. It is these individuals who ought to remain at the forefront of the government's response measures as the country tries to navigate through this period. On the other hand, Jesuit Center for Theological Reflection, JCTRA, says the basic needs and nutritional basket for the month of June 2020 reduced to 7,060 kwacha 18 way from the May 2020 basket which stood at 7,196 kwacha 16 way. JCTRA Acting Social and Economic Development Manager Muchimbasia Machoka says reductions in the basket were noted in prices of items such as vegetables, pounded groundnuts and onion, carpenter and sweet potatoes among others. The JCTR Basic Needs and Nutrition Basket, BNNB, for the month of June 2020 stood at 7,060 kwacha point eight ingwe, a total reduction of 134 kwacha point eight ingwe from the May 2020 basket which stood at 7,195 kwacha point six ingwe. Reductions in the basket were noted in the prices of the following items. Vegetables, pounded groundnuts, onion, carpenter, sweet potatoes, other fruits, tomato, bananas, and the price of cooking oil. From the non-food but essential items, the price of charcoal reduced from 332 kwacha to 322 kwacha point 14 ngwe for 290 kg bags from the preceding month. Ms. Yamachoka, however, says the increase in the basket have been recorded in the prices of cassava flour that rose sharply in May with a difference of 140 kwacha 78 ngwe and soya prices that moved from 69 kwacha 95 ngwe to 90 kwacha 55 ngwe. Increases in the basket have been recorded in the prices of cassava flour that rose sharply to 211 kwacha 0.75 ngwe from about 70 kwacha in May, a difference of 140.78 ngwe and soya pieces that moved upwards. Meanwhile, an economist says the cost of living for an average resident of Lusaka is getting worse which could lead to increased poverty levels for most people marked by the current basic needs and nutritional basket. Dr. Patrick Chileshe says with the advent of COVID-19, most people depend on day-to-day -day little jobs to make earnings. He says as such, their incomes have been constrained by lack of business opportunities in the current environment having a big impact on the survival for an average common person on the street. Clearly, the cost of living for an average resident of Lusaka is getting worse and worse, which could actually lead to more increased poverty levels for most people because most likely is that you are likely to get more and more people being unable to afford, especially in this environment when you have COVID-19 because most of our people on the ground depend on day-to-day -day little jobs to make ends meet. So you find that their incomes have been constrained by lack of business opportunities in this environment and that is really having a big impact on the survival of the average common person on the street. Escalating food prices on the Zambian market have remained a concern for some time. With the advent of the COVID-19 global pandemic that has seen some businesses slow their operations and some coming to a standstill. Reporting for Money FM News in Lusaka, Zambia, I'm Best Jerry. As we go for a commercial break, still to come is positive effects of youth empowerment. 
Money Business Report on Money FM, your business talk radio station. Think business. We talk business 24 7, 365. Money FM, your business talk radio station. Drive with business on your mind on the most informative drive time show. Drive time show. The Surge. Catch these segments on The Surge. Fitness and health. Hello and welcome to Fitness and Health right here on Money FM 93.7 where we'll be discussing a very uh, timely topic. Uh, we'll be talking about exercise and the disabled. Pop sessions at money. Pop sessions at money. Hello listeners and welcome to uh, Pop Sessions at Money right here on Money FM 93.7. Money Business Insights. Welcome to Money Business Insights right here on Money FM 93.7. And uh, as usual today we have Mr. Kenny, our resident uh, business consultant. Money Watch. Aircom Weekly. The Surge on Money FM. Your business talk radio station. These and more other interesting segments on The Surge. Drive with business on your mind on the most informative drive time show. Drive time show. The Surge. From 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Money FM. Your business talk radio station. your target audience by advertising your business on a business radio station money 93.7 fm and have massive sales money fm think business to advertise call 0211-252-237 or 0967-865-040 and advertise your products and services at affordable rates money fm your business talk radio station Money Business Report on Money FM, your business talk radio station. Think business. Welcome back. You are still listening to the Money Business Report. By way of young people being the energetic driving force of the future, it makes youth empowerment a vital part of any effective economy. Youth Empowerment encourages young people and gives them the information, guidance, and resources they need in order to take charge of their lives and make healthier decisions. More in this report. It is a well-known fact that the youth are the backbone of any successful economy, as the young people are the energetic driving force of the future, making youth empowerment a vital part of any effective economy. Youth empowerment encourages young people and gives them information, guidance and resources they need in order to take charge of their lives and make healthier decisions. When the youth are empowered, they are able to fulfill their dreams because they have access to opportunities, skills and resources they need to reach their full potential. Youth empowerment 
can contribute to creating employment for the youth so that they are able to be independent and take care of themselves. Not only does it allow the youth to have financial freedom, it also allows them to contribute towards the country's economy. Empowering the youth will help them understand and value the importance of education and give them opportunity to make better decisions for the future while giving them more options for their careers. Even though poverty is a global challenge that affects the entire world, it is important for youth empowerment to be prioritized in order to avoid poverty. This means that there is more need to be placed on it, not only on school or education but also on career development, skills training and employment for the young people. When people are employed, they are less financially vulnerable and this can help decrease poverty amongst the youth and the general public. In addition, youth empowerment is about giving young people equal opportunities and the courage to follow their passions. Not only do youth get the chance to pursue their dreams but also to get the boost and sense of self because they are able to make their life easier and more fulfilling. It is because of this that some youth have called on government to offer some form of education on how to effectively utilize youth empowerment funds even before it is dispersed. Speaking in an interview with Money FM, Noah Mumba says the current times call for serious planning and preparation which would have contributed greatly if young people with businesses had some form of knowledge on how to manage their enterprise in a crisis such as this. It depends, it depends because why I'm saying so because you find that the business nowadays become tricky because of this coronavirus stuff. Yeah, so we find that the money you you make just from hand to mouth. So it's very difficult to save. Again, if the business is accelerating according, uh, is accelerating fast, it, it's a good idea to save money. It gives a lot of pressure and there's a lot of challenges in it, yeah. Another youth, Charles Kangwa, says despite youth empowerment having positive effect on young people, they need to undergo training on how effectively to use funds given to them. He added that if skills training or entrepreneurship classes are given to the youth, the likeliness of them overspending or negatively using government funds would be reduced. I value the most to go for the course on how to learn the business and manage it well. Because uh, if I go for the money without uh, the knowledge of learning the business, it can collapse, the money can be squandered. But if I get knowledge, I'll know how to work on it and how to save the money and how to expand the business. In a recent presidential address, President Edgar Lungu disclosed that government has approved a 30 billion youth empowerment scheme targeting young people countrywide to be implemented by the Ministry of Tourism and Arts. He further disclosed that government has decided to issue a COVID-19 bond amounting to 8 billion as a stimulus package to enhance economic activity part of which will be used to utilize for the small and medium enterprises unable to access the 10 billion stimulus package. Liberate effort by my government aimed at plowing back money in our local economy and enhancing economic activity than letting our money go out of the country. Further, money realized from this bond will be utilized to support the small and medium enterprises that will not be able to access the 10 billion quarter medium term refinancing facility through commercial banks and which is being managed by the Bank of Zambia. With these measures, I expect the economy to reignite 
a positive growth trajectory. Countrymen and women, as government, we have got things to do and work to do. As we direct our efforts to resuscitate our economy amidst COVID-19, we should equally apply our efforts to revamping the social sectors that include skills, training schools, and trade centers. I wish to direct the Minister of Youth and Sport to find opportunities as enshrined in the seventh National Development Plan, the youth to venture into skills training and other entrepreneurship ventures. The youth should take advantage of the opportunities available and those that my government has facilitated. I expect the Ministry of Youth and Sport to provide leadership in a multi-sectoral manner as they guide the youth to become a positive demographic dividend in our economy amid East COVID-19. I have since approved a 30 million quarter youth empowerment scheme targeting artists countrywide to be launched in Lusaka soon. The National Arts Council and the Minister of Tourism and Arts will implement this program. Zambia is an ideal candidate for aquaculture expansion and the industry is growing fast. This is because the country has numerous natural water resources that can support cage production. Aquaculture's potential to improve food security and create stable jobs can make the nation healthier and wealthier and increasing aquaculture production can also reduce pressure on Zambia's natural fisheries. Cecilia Chiluba has more in this report. Welcome to 5 Minutes at Money program. This week we are looking at investments made in Zambia's aquaculture sector. Zambia is among the highest producers of fish in sub-Saharan Africa with over 8,500 tons per year. According to the business year, variety of fish are farmed, including brims, the common carp, crayfish, and the most common tilapia. With fish less affordable than before, figures show that just 7 kilograms of fish is consumed by each person per year in Zambia compared to the average global consumption of 19 kilograms. Efforts are being made to reduce this gap since fish can be one of the cheapest and most nutritious forms of animal protein. In this context, therefore, the only alternative to cheap fish imports is aquaculture. Zambia is an ideal candidate for aquaculture expansion and the industry is growing fast. This is because the country has numerous natural water resources that can support cage production. Aquaculture's potential to improve food security and create stable jobs can make the nation healthier and wealthier and increasing aquaculture production can also reduce pressure on Zambia's natural fisheries. A 2018 study by the Department of Fisheries revealed that Zambia is the 60th largest producer of farmed fish in Africa and the leading producer of tilapia in southern Africa. However, most fish farmers lack technical skills in fish husbandry and pond construction. They also lack capital to improve and increase their investment in aquaculture. And equally, the Ministry of Livestock and Fisheries is constrained by limited funding and low staffing levels from providing effective extension support. And Zambia Aquaculture Cooperative Society is concerned with the 
increase in the cost of fish feed. Society board chairperson Collins Kachaka says the cost of fish feed, which has moved, which has moved from 220 kwacha a bag to 485 kwacha, has badly affected the sector. He has cited other challenges as shortage of fish materials in the country and the region at large, such as fishing nets, pond liners, and pH meters, because of low or no production in China, where the items are imported from and huge electricity cost. The biggest effect that we are feeling is the, the escalation of the cost of feed. Within only a month, the cost of fish feed has moved from 220 a bag. We are buying it now at 485 kwacha and this jump has affected us a lot. And also there is a huge scarcity of fish materials. We do order all our materials in China. We don't have the fishing net, underliner, pH meters, dissolved oxygen meters. All these things have run out and we don't have in the country or the region because of low production or no production in China. We need urgent help, otherwise the fish farms will close. According to World Fish, the country's total fish production is just over 100,000 metric tons, of which around 85,000 metric tons comes from fisheries. The aquaculture sector, which is still in its infancy, contributes around 30,000 metric tons, or 27% of total fish production. The major cause of low fish consumption is lack of production. In order to increase production capacity, government has launched the 6 million United States dollars aquaculture seed fund youth empowerment initiative under the Zambia Aquaculture Enterprise Development Project. Vice President Inonge Wina says Zambia is poised to reduce the 87,000 metric tons fish deficit and imports as the country looks inward for solutions to its challenges. Mrs. Wina says the injection of funds into the sector is a clear indication that the future of Zambia's aquaculture is bright. She is optimistic that the fund will also build capacity for young people who lack skills and knowledge in aquaculture as a business venture. This initiative is part of the 29 million US dollars seed fund for the aquaculture sector that the president mentioned in his speech to the nation. The future of our aquaculture is very bright as one of the challenges of inadequate financial capital in the aquaculture sector seems to have been tackled vigorously by our government. Zambia is poised to reduce significantly the 87,000 metric tons fish deficit and fish imports as we look inward for solutions to our challenges. At the same time, make aquaculture is part of the low-hanging fruits from enhancing economic development and henceforth poverty reduction. And Livestock and Fisheries Minister Professor Nkandluo says her ministry will give six million United States dollars to youths in all the ten provinces of the country so that they can participate actively. To demonstrate the misconception that government has not been paying attention to the young people. My ministry has ring first six million dollars specifically for only aquaculture activities for the young people, but also to demonstrate 
and remove the misconception that government has not been doing anything for the young people. We have invited representatives from all the 10 provinces of Zambia. We have young people who are graduates of Mlungushi University, Copper Belt University, and Kapasamakasa University who have done aquaculture. We as a ministry believe they don't need to be employed because they have the skill. So we will set them up. Meanwhile, the Aquaculture Development Association of Zambia, ADAS, says the continued investment and release of funds in the aquaculture sector will go a long way in alleviating poverty in the country. Association chairperson Fisher Mwale states that the development will also increase fish production, thereby reducing the deficit Zambia has been facing. Mr. Mwale says the move will also bring a number of citizens into mainstream aquaculture activities, which will result into job creation and increased nutrition for citizens who require cheap fish proteins. This continued investment and the release of funds is awesome. It means that um, we are slowly increasing towards increased production and thereby decreasing the deficit. But importantly, is bringing a lot of uh, Zambians into mainstream aquaculture activities, which means that it's poverty alleviation, job creation, and increased nutrition for our citizens who require cheap protein, especially from fish. So we're very happy at the activities, and we're very happy too that the manner in which the CEC has been conducted its investment has been uh, transparent and uh, has be also been equitable since it's a number of people from all over Zambia who have benefited. The Aquaculture Seed Fund is being administered by the Citizens Economic Empowerment Commission and is expected to benefit more than 3,000 entrepreneurs along the fish value chain in all the 10 provinces of Zambia. The fisheries subsector supports supports around 1 million people in Zambia, with around 72,000 people working as fishers. Until government addresses the underlying challenges in the sector, Zambia's aquaculture industry will remain small, despite the country's ability to be a top producer. Reporting for Money FM News, I'm Cecilia Chiluba. As we end the program, we take a look at some of the stories we heard today. Effective date management decrease in inflation basic and nutritional needs basket for june aquaculture's potential to improve food security stay tuned to money fm business radio 93.7 for the next exciting program this has been best jerry on the money business report money business report on money fm your business talk radio station think business We talk business 24-7-365-65. Money FM, your business talk radio station.